Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I am a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in the Denver area. I am really excited about this episode. This episode is close to home in that it is very very telling of the times um this is also the com this is also the beginning of a larger conversation that will be had on this podcast um and today this is how i'm going to begin the conversation today i want to talk about biases and i just went to my buddhist sangha here in denver and we had an amazing speaker her name was Dina Samuels, and she spoke about biases. And this is an extremely important conversation right now, especially in the history of America. And I am a white, middle-class American woman. And it would be completely dishonest for me to say that I am not completely privileged And not only am I completely privileged, but I was born this way. And it's been interesting with all of the new political shifts happening in America and, um, and just kind of like moving into a bigger city. I was living in Arkansas. Now I live in the heart of Denver and just really, really knowing that spirit led me here led me to be exactly where I am right now. And I think it is because partially of this conversation and partially to get me out of my comfort zone and partially to actually put me in a place where I get to see and experience all things. And that includes acts of violence, that includes racism that includes poverty that includes um sexism ageism it includes all of the above and more and um and i'm in it i'm in the heart of it you know a few nights ago tons of gunshots um a few days before that i witnessed a man ejaculating in just like in broad daylight and it wasn't somebody homeless. It wasn't what you might think. It was a professional man in a suit. Um, he was a lawyer. He was literally standing outside of his law firm and I witnessed it all with my own eyes. And there's been a lot of other things that I've witnessed, including poverty and racism. And, um, and so this conversation of biases is so vitally important. And I want to start by just owning and saying as a white privileged American woman that I have biases. And 
at first when I say that, it's almost, um, I almost want to cower. Like I almost want to like shrink down and hide my face and because it's almost embarrassing to say, like it's embarrassing as a spiritually sound female woman who wants to only put good things in the world to say, you know, I'm doing this work in the world and I too still have biases. And I've been trying to be very honest about my biases lately Um, because it's interesting. um, I actually have a bias toward, like I tend to navigate toward the homeless community. And it has a lot to do with my brother who is homeless. And I tend to cower away from um, people with disabilities And it's interesting because I have a really dear friend and she has a son who has disabilities and I am always wanting to be near her because I know that I have this bias and I want to keep looking at it. And the more time I get to spend around her son, the more that I get to be honest about my bias and love and nurture the thing that I'm biased towards. And I don't even know where that bias comes from. I honestly have no idea. Yet it is important to know where we are biased and it is important to take a look at them and to be honest about them so that we can actually shift them. And um, so I wanted to share just a story about something I'm practicing. So today I was walking home from Sangha. I recently moved into more of the downtown area, which is so amazing. And it means that I get to be on foot a lot more, which in my opinion is super vital to my work and also just super vital to the way that I want to live in the world. And so I walked to Sangha and then I am walking home And what I noticed, so it was was getting dark when I was walking home. And what I noticed is my desire to grab my keys. And I wanted to grab my keys as an act of protection. Now, let's, let's just like preface this that nothing had happened. Nothing at all had happened. In fact, my walk there was super great. It's a beautiful day. Um, nothing had happened except for I had this amazing meditation experience. We talked about biases. And then I am about to walk home and it's getting dark. And I also noticed that like I'm rushing to say goodbye to everyone at Sangha because it's getting dark. And I want to grab my keys as an act of protection. Protecting me from what? who knows, maybe somebody attacking me or, um, mostly that I think that's mostly, if I were to be quite honest, that is the reason I want to hold my keys almost as this like stance of like, you can't harm me. Like, look at my, you know, like I have my keys, I'll be fine. And I want to say that there's nothing wrong with this. This is, um, what we are taught as women to do. If you're walking alone and it's getting dark, you should have some sort of protection. That is what we're taught. And that is my normal reaction to walking alone at night, especially where I just moved. But instead of grabbing my keys, 
I didn't. I kept them in my bag. And I walked home without my keys. And in fact, I got lost on my walk home. So I ended up taking a detour. And by the time I got home, it was dark. And I refused to grab my keys. And the reason is, is because I've been practicing this thing called defenselessness. And I'm reading this book. I'm studying this book. It's called The Course in Miracles. And it talks a lot about defenselessness and how we have nothing to defend ourselves against. Yet we believe that we do because we are all terrified of death, whether that's death of our identity, of who we think we are, or the physical act of our bodies dying. And in this book, it challenges me to really look at that, look at the fear of death. And it's interesting because I'm also reading the Tibetan book of living and dying. And in the Tibetan book of living and dying, it continuously asks the reader to stare your death in the face. Because if you were to stare your death in the face, like actually, like living in the reality that you have no idea when you will die, that it could actually be any moment that you will begin to live this life on this earth differently. You will live each moment in the precious knowing that you actually have no idea when your life, this physical body, will be taken from you. And so in the, in the conversation in the Buddhist Sangha about biases, I became very clear that the only reason I would try to protect myself is because I have a fear of death, whether it's a fear of the death of my identity or whether it's a fear of my physical death out of this body. And I want to just say that I want to just challenge everyone to really look at that. Could you maybe not be so afraid of death of your identity being stripped from you or your body being stripped from you? And would it change how you walk and live on this planet? Would it change how you look at other people in the eyes? Jesus was not afraid of death. He loved in the face of any sort of conflict or struggle or challenge or oppression fight against him. He loved because he did not have a fear of ultimate death because he knew there was something beyond it. He knew that this body is not who he is. It is simply just a manifestation in this form for this specific lifetime. So what if you lived like that? What if when people cross the street towards you and maybe they are a man of color with a hood on or maybe they are somebody with a disability or maybe they are somebody who is inebriated, could you look them in the eye and be kind and be who you want to be in the world in the face of any of your biases? Because the truth is, is you might have an automatic fear pop up, an automatic bias pop up, 
But who actually knows what's going to happen? It's very, very unlikely. It's like very, very low percentage that our fears actually happen to us. It's very, 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 very low percentage. And I want to say, I'm not saying that it's not okay to protect yourself. That's not at all what I'm saying. It's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm asking is that you get curious about why you're afraid of death. Whether it's losing some part of your identity, your status, your race, your financial, um, your financial wealth, whether it's your notoriety. And really look at also why you're afraid of death, of like losing this body. And just get curious about if you didn't fear those things. If you weren't driven by those things, that fear, then how would you show up? Who would you be in the world? And what do you actually want to be in the world? Do you want to be afraid? Do you want to judge people based on an appearance? And I want to state that I am I'm covered in tattoos. And because I'm covered in tattoos, I definitely experience biases from other people. And it feels awful. It feels awful. Especially because, because I'm covered in tattoos, people tend to treat me like I'm lower class, which is like totally okay. Actually, financially, I probably am lower class. I am definitely lower class. Um, but it's interesting to be treated that way. Because in the spiritual realm, I am of no class. I don't even understand how, like upper class, lower class, I, middle class. Like I don't, I actually don't really understand it, even though I think it's important to distinguish and to look at. So who do you want to be in the world and what keeps you from being that way? Do you want to be loving kindness and compassionate? Do you want to look at each human in the eyes and know that there is no difference between you and them? Do you want to stand up for someone who's being harmed in a loving way? Do you want to be able to be like show up and be present in each moment, no matter what life brings you? Because we don't have control over it anyway. This is the other thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm curious. Like, what is you holding fear actually doing to save you from a scenario happening? My guess is that if a scenario is meant to happen, it will happen. Because probably it's supposed to push you into your spiritual path. And probably it's supposed to be for the evolution of your spirit and who you are. And I think holding fear for certain things in our life is literally just holding us back from reaching our fullest potential. 
is holding us back from being fully spiritually expressed and spirit-driven in every area of our life. Jesus, the story, the reason I love the story of Jesus is because he is the most vibrant example of walking this earth with compassion and love in the face of whatever life brought to him. That is how we will change the world. So I just am making this podcast for you to get curious. For you to ask yourself some hard questions. For you to be honest about what you're biased against. Knowing that there doesn't need to be judgment. There doesn't need to be shame. There doesn't need to be anything. Just simply honest truth. Because once you're honest and you're truthful and it is in your awareness, you can then begin to shift it. And I want to offer, if you notice and you know in your heart that you have a bias, like begin to ask the questions of like, now that I know this information, what am I going to do with it? And for me, you know, I really want to spend more time with the people that I tend to have bias against so that I can truly understand, truly have a, um, like a one-on-one time, like really look my bias in the eye and challenge it and approach it with integrity because I want to have no fear over anyone because I realize that everyone is just me and I am just everyone. And I want to know people. I want to know what, what it feels like for some people who are racially judged. And I want to know what it's like for some people who have sexism happen to them or people who are homophobic. I want to, I want to know every single bit of what these people's experiences on both sides. So that's why I'm kind of starting this conversation is I'm just deeply curious about it. And I think it's super beneficial to begin looking at these things in this day and age, in this time, in this moment, right here on this planet. So if you start to get curious and something comes up and you want to share it, please, please, please do. You can find me at Kimberly Elise Johnson at gmail.com. You can also find me on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com or on my blog, OneYearAlone.com. I love you guys so much. Um, I hope that just like this conversation is sparking things in me, I hope that it begins sparking things in you. And this conversation is nowhere near over. So stay tuned for more on this conversation. In fact, I'm dating a man who works in immigrant rights, and he's amazing. And um, he's going to be a guest on one of my upcoming podcasts. So there's also like deeper conversations around certain biases that is going to be coming your way soon. So you guys are amazing. Keep sharing, keep asking questions, and I will talk to you soon.